Today, we will discuss the NBA playoffs, the most recent action over the weekend, right before the conference finals start. We're going to go over some players that stepped up, who didn't step up, and what we expected to see. Lock in. Welcome to the Give and Go Podcast. Look us up everywhere podcasts are found. Please rate, review, and subscribe. Show us some love and join the team. Stay locked in with us as we go through anything and everything that has to do with the hottest sports topics. I'm Ed. You can follow me on social media at FreshPrince underscore 252. I got my co-host Juju with me. You can follow him on social media at JujuBeans underscore 12. And we have Dave back with us again. You can follow him on social media at Dr. Esquire Dave. How you boys doing today? What's good with it? What's up? What's up, man? I'm feeling good today, man. That's good. That's good. We we living good. We doing good. So we gotta we gotta maintain and keep progressing. We blessed and highly favored in the Lord. Absolutely. All right. But yeah, thank you guys for tuning in. This is episode three of the Give and Go podcast. Episode three, the Allen Iverson episode, the Dwayne Wade episode. What you guys got? Man, this is Miss the Book Book Ben Wallace episode. But 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 Ben Wallace. Yeah, this is the uh, UNC 2016-2017 National Champion Kennedy Meeks episode. Big Meeks. Big Meeks. Big Meeks. What yes, it do? Sir. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. That's what's up. That's what's up. My threes were better. But yeah, <laughs> hey, I want to do Rodney Stuckey. Oh no, nah, no. Nah. Rodney. Would, if you would have said Rodney Stuckey, we would have ended the podcast right there. <laughs> <laughs> the last words you would have heard was Rodney. <laughs> it would have been over. <laughs> All right. Well, let's go. We're gonna kick things off talking about the NBA playoffs. We're gonna see where things shaking out after the last time we spoke. Uh we have one team that advanced to the conference final so far. And that is the Miami Heat after knocking off the Philadelphia 76ers. Is there anything in that series and how it shook out that uh that came to your mind that you want to speak about? Or did it go how you guys anticipated it going? Oh, it went exactly how I thought it was gonna go. You know, uh, even though MB did miss the first two games, I mean that could have changed things, but you know, Harden just just doesn't do well in the playoffs for some reason, especially in closeout games, and he was just absolute no show in Game Six. But yeah, other than that, uh, it went exactly how I thought it was gonna go. Yeah, I, I thought this series was gonna go like to not to six, but you know, to have Miami in five. Um, I know that um, you know MB changed a lot when he came in Game Three. If he was available in Game Two, you may it may have been one one at best, but I feel like. Doc Rivers would have tricked this series off anyway, yeah. Whether it be in six games or seven games, and um, yeah, I, I heard I was uh, watching um, you know, first take and undisputed earlier, earlier today, and uh, yeah, James Harden deserves deserves to be under investigation for that type of performance he had in Game Five and Game Six. It, it's for some reason, um, after Young Thug and Gunner got arrested on Monday, he's been playing terrible. So I feel like he's YSL too, and he needs to be looked into that. Uh, I hope I hope the feds are watching so that we can look into James Harden, 4BF Harden, being in YSL. Um, how how do you play 22 minutes in the second half of a game six, a closeout game on your home floor? You only you only take one shot. 
You only have two points. You have three turnovers. You get the ball stolen from you multiple times. You don't Dave, run Dave, back. Dave. He took one shot. He has zero points in the second half. But go ahead, continue. Yeah, okay. He took okay. Yeah, zero points. My bad. He took zero points. Three turnovers. Lack of hustle. Um, yeah, I, I think he should just be uh he should be investigated for re- the Rico. Investigate him for the Rico for that. <laughs> Um, because this, 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 he's doing, he's doing this year after year, not coming up in close, uh, closeout games. Every time, uh, he's down three, two or down three, one, or in a situation where they can advance to the next round. Um, he doesn't either, he doesn't show up. He either shoots badly or he doesn't shoot at all. You know, there's times where he would just have a terrible percentage shoot, maybe 30 something percent from the field. And, you know, it costs his team a chance to advance to the next round. So um, that's the biggest thing that stood out to me as far as how this series went down. And he had the audacity to ask for a max contract. Yeah. yeah and I think he ain't going to get the max now, for real. But I know he about to opt in to get that, what, 47, 48 mil next year? Yep. Yeah. He's definitely opting into that. Like, he's going to. Like if he's slowing down, he gonna make sure he try to get what he what he can get the most maximize his uh them checks, uh CTC cash them checks. He gonna make sure he keep getting the bread. But uh, Embiid and Maxi balled out though. They gave it they all though. I I I respect them. But now my thoughts on the series is we focusing on Harden a lot. But something always going wrong with Embiid too, and it's like, like, yeah, he had the thumb and the back, and he broke his face. But it's always something every year with Embiid. If it won't his face, it could have been his ankle. If it won't his thumb, it could have been his foot. Like if it won't his back, it could have been a hamstring. Like it's always something with him. And like, like now we not saying anything. Because Harden like disappeared, which we know, and now oh, it's whispers. Maybe Harden wasn't healthy. Like whatever. Well, I'm tired of this. Every year there's something going wrong with Harden, and it's like they are who we thought they were. That's what that's what uh, the saying is. But it, was it anybody in that series that stepped up to you? Uh. PJ and Struess, especially Struess. Yeah. Struess is a flat-out sure. He's yeah. a flat-out bucket. Confidence yeah. on both ends of the floor, but PJ picking up hard in 94 feet every single possession, battling on the glass, getting second and third opportunities, and just be always ready for that three-ball corner pocket. I like both of them. They both bought up in the series. And they, it's, I expect them to do it in the Eastern Conference Finals as well. Yeah, I, I, thought, I thought Bam stepped up. You know, throughout this series, I thought, you know, even though, you know, first two games, he had a clear size advantage. Um, even through games three and six, you know, he, well, games three and four, you know, there wasn't, his presence wasn't uh, felt as much. But, you know, especially in this closeout game six, you know, the the steals on the, doing it on the defensive end, um, just being able to be a presence in the paint. Uh, I think he had a double double last night. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not too sure to confirm that, but, um, Bam was uh, very solid uh, down the stretch of this series, um, and even I'm I'm happy about Victor Oladipo coming back into the fold, uh, coming back into you know just the swing of things after really not playing the last two calendar years, playing not really playing much basketball since I think uh, January or February of 2021, and now coming into the playoffs uh, at you know not not in a star role but in a in you know, in kind of a six man, seven man off the bench, um, you know, just being able to come back into the rotation and and still be able to give you 13, 14 a game, uh, it's pretty solid from from Victor. So I'm happy that he stepped up in this series. But uh, and, and going back going back to your point about Embiid, yeah, he's he's done. I feel like he even has like you know, even with these injuries, he still is giving you like. He's still he's still giving you star player numbers. Like even last year in the series against Atlanta, he had a torn meniscus or like a, a slightly torn meniscus, and he still averaged thirty on a torn meniscus. 
And um, in the bubble, he didn't have Ben Simmons with him. He um, and, I, and a different coach at the time. So that that was kind of a pass for him. And then the year before that, he had the, the stomach issues and not being in shape and things like that. But those things are understandable. But I think in the past two postseasons, it's been it's been him or nothing. Like especially this series has been him or nothing because you basically have Harden, uh, which is not he's not really you're not getting that Houston Harden again. You're gonna get more of a point guard type of Harden. You're gonna get more of a a facilitator type of guy, like a guy that can is not really gonna look for a shot the same way. Um, the the step back shots and the the way that he's able to you know just be able to penetrate off his first step. He's not getting past defenders off his first step all the time anymore. Uh, he's not even drawing the amount of fouls that he is anymore. So uh, it's really Embiid or nothing. And you saw it even in Game Five. Uh, if Embiid's not playing well, the rest of the team is not playing well. So, I mean, you have Maxi to hope for in the future, and Tobias Harris is, is who he is. Like, you're not, you're not going to get max potential out of Tobias Harris. I think he's been in the league for, I think, almost 10 years now. You're not going to get anything more of what you see out of Tobias Harris. So it's really, it's really Embiid or nothing. But I think Embiid has, you know, shown great perseverance you know, through his injuries during his past uh, two seasons. Yeah, I agree. I agree. Because if he didn't come back, they would have gotten swept for sure. Yeah. But it's like, why would he have to come back? You know, that's my point. I don't see Tatum out here missing game. He might not be playing great every single game, but at least he's there. And it's always something like that. But yeah, if Embiid his impact is felt, and then he was he was crying a little bit on the court after after he got hit in the face, after he got that one rebound, I think that was in game five, and people thought that it was because he got hit in the face with the ball, but it wasn't. It was because Jokic got the MVP and all his emotions just came out on the court. He caught an elbow, Ed. <laughs> I mean, he caught an elbow I mean, from Deadman, man. Nah, <laughs> Deadman hit the ball. He hit the ball, <laughs> and the ball, the ball hit him in the face. He caught some contact, man. Hey, but you can hey. tell in Game Five how MB came out yeah. that he was really bothered that he didn't get the MB. Oh, yeah. and oh, yeah. MB came out at the free throw line. He hit that first midi, like he pulled up into it. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh, he about to go crazy. Ain't do nothing since then. Nope. And then he, after the game, he's talking about like how he knew it was going to happen a couple weeks ago. But it is what it is. But my person that stepped up is I'm gonna go with Jimmy Buckets. That oh, guy, man, Jimmy. Buck. Like I feel like we gotta mention him. And then even after the game, he saw he going through the tunnel. He said they chose Tobias over me. He they took it like, personal. Yeah, like, it very personal, as he should. It sure looked like they could have used Four a little bit of Jimmy 30. Butler when your coach got to beg you. And Charles Barkley said, "Your coach got to beg you to play hard in a series that's tied two-two, and then again he did it in Game Six in an elimination game. Like you guys can go home if you guys don't perform, and it was no energy. I I was watching, and they had that during the timeout. They was down seventeen. They came out, scored six points, cut it to 11, and then they went down 20. It was like, like I don't know. And But it's, Doc it's Rivers. lack of effort, man. So, like, that's another person. Doc Rivers, he got the record for the most blown 3-1 leads, and he won up 3-1. But it's always something with him in the playoffs, too. So, with the combination of him and Bede and Harden, I felt like Philly was destined to fail from the very beginning. And they I, just went on to decide to keep Doc Rivers for next year. They decided they, they, that. They, they, yep. Yeah, the GM came out and said it. Mm-hmm. Wow, well, I mean that saved the Lakers, but I mean, <laughs> I don't know. Okay, but yeah, and like we already touched on, I think if we say who didn't step up, I think we always say Harden. Uh, maybe we get a sprinkle Tobias Harris in there. Uh. But yeah, like I don't and know. no bench. They have absolutely no bench. Yeah. Like I feel like I think I said it before. I think they would have been better off if they never made the Ben Simmons trade. 
if Ben Simmons would have just been there and they had Seth Curry, because look, Danny Green got hurt. So now yeah. that's another person that he hit six threes one game. And not that he do it every game, but like if you got a potential to six hit threes. six threes. Game five, he hit three. And then he started out game six last night, he hit a three. Yeah, so it's like you lose that. And it's like now you don't have a Seth Curry. Imagine Seth yeah, Curry. Seth Curry, Danny Green, Tobias Harris, Tyrese Maxey, and Joel Embiid. You can't help off the perimeter. Right now, I'm helping off a of harder. I feel like he'll try to do a step back three when he's wide open right now. It was one possession, and Skip Bayless talked about it today, and Shannon Sharp, when I was watching Undisputed, where you got Oladipo coming back, having played barely all season long. This dude come back, and James Harden can't go by him. James Harden tried three different times on the same possession to go by Oladipo, and he couldn't do it. Especially when he spent and got it stolen. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Then he did the spin move, got robbed by Bam. It was either uh, was it Jimmy or Bam that came? One of them came up, swiped it, and then they off on a fast break. Yeah, Bam. Bam took off with it. Yeah, so it's like, yeah, that, that told me he was uh, he was definitely cooked. And he didn't want the ball no more. You, two maxi turnovers was throwing the ball to Harden. Harden had his back turned. On both of them, led the four fast break points. He didn't even want the ball anymore in the fourth but, quarter. But then he can't say after the game when they asked him, well, why didn't you score more? He was like, oh, well, I passed the ball, and they never passed back. You know, he did say that. He was like, come on, bro. He never came back like, to me. <laughs> like, I, don't, I don't like that. But, like, let's move on. Let's move on because we got a lot of t- stuff to talk about on the slate today. We're going to move on to the next series in the East. That's the uh, – the Boston and Milwaukee series. Boston, Milwaukee. I know it's a that's a good series right now. And I think I'll start it off like with my overview. Have anything changed from what I predicted in the last part? I had Boston in six. Which it can't be six now because Milwaukee already won three. It changed completely. And it all it's all because of game five. Um yeah. when you're up six. With about a minute and a half left, and you're at home, crowds into it, and to go up six, Al Horford gets a monster putback dunk. Boom! Crowds going crazy. It's that's crazy. And then all of a sudden, this guy from Greece, whose ancestors are from Africa. From, Ni- from Nigeria at that. From Nigeria. I know I didn't want to give you no love. Man. That's why I just, yeah, <laughs> you got to give it the love. You got to give it the love. Because because you got to give it the green, white, green. Yeah, that's us. That's us. That's us. Giannis, Giannis Ugo Atatakumpo. You got to say his name. Say his name correctly. Put some respect on it. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. Giannis came down and pulled up for a three. And that was the that's the big shot. And I know Drew Holiday, he made a lot of big plays down the stretch. But, yeah, that that game five, which 2-2 series game five swing game, that should change your perspective. But it changed. It swung it completely for me because Boston has to completely erase that game out of their mind. And what, what happens in a game like that is so much emotion involved where you don't want to get into the blame game. You have to erase it and you have to go in and say, we got to win two straight. And that's the way that they have to look at it. But yeah, what, what y'all got some overall thoughts on that series? Because that, I I thought this was going to be the best series to me. I, I, still I think, think it's living up to. Oh yeah, oh yeah. I yeah, still yeah, think it's going to be the best. Series. I still think it's going. Well, I had it also going Boston in six, but now I, I think it's going seven. I think Boston going on get them a seven. Uh, I told you this Boston team reminds me of the old four Pistons. We had a we had a same kind of similar battle like Boston got right now, uh, where we was in the second round in 2004, and had a battle the New Jersey Nets. They coming off a of back to back Eastern Conference champs, uh, even though they lost to the Lakers and the Spurs, but they were still representing the East in the last two years as Milwaukee is doing, and we was going to Game Five, tied two two at our house, 
and New Jersey, just like Milwaukee did, stole game five from us in triple overtime. We had to erase it, like you said. We had to erase game five because that hurts. Go back to New Jersey, take game six, and then finish them off in game seven, in which I think Boston can do the same thing as well. I think Boston would have to – they are going to have to erase it. If not, they likely get blown out today if they don't, if they don't erase game five. But I think they will go into Milwaukee's night, take game six, and finish them off in game seven. But like I said, only a true championship team can do that. This Today's game will determine whether Boston is ready or not. They done had this core together for the last four, five, six years, and we have still yet to know if Boston is a championship team or not, or can they get over this hump? They're going to have to do it tonight. We got some breaking news here. It's not going to be breaking by the time the pie drop. But Scott Foster is out for the game against Milwaukee and Boston tonight. Oh, he's not reffing tonight. Due to a non-COVID-related illness. Oh, man. So I'm thinking he's hopping on the next flight to Phoenix. What you guys <laughs> think? What you, what you guys think? What you guys That's think? What, the, streets think he, need, the streets need that in, in, in Phoenix, bro. The streets yeah, they need think, that. They call him the extender. Mr. Extender Series. <laughs> hey, I'm, I'm saying, I'm saying, bro, Scott Foster, Scott Foster, the way that they the NBA is using him, bro, I don't know if y'all seen that new Doctor Strange movie, but they using him like the book of Ashanti. They using they using him just like however they want. Like they need to, on, to go through on, different you different different series, different universes. That's how they using Scott Foster right now. Hold you need on, you on. need that book to go through different universes to you know to uh, un, you know unveil different spells and stuff. That's how they are using them right now. Hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. Spoiler alert! First of all, <laughs> for anybody who haven't watched Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. But the spoiler is that they never used that book of Ashanti, Dave. <laughs> so how they, they were supposed to be the savior, but they had never got to use it. Oh, damn. I must have fell asleep during that part. <laughs> they, was, uh, they, were, they said the only thing that could save us is the book of Ashanti. They was over there trying to get it as soon as they got to it. <laughs> they couldn't even use it. So it's like, yeah, but that was breaking news. Go ahead, Dave. Go ahead and touch on this series of Boston, Milwaukee. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah! Cut that Vasanti part out of this. Nah, <laughs> give and go pod, no editing, straight, straight raw. Oh man, I might look like a straight sucker, but anyway. <laughs> well, uh, all right, so yeah, man, like this series, I I had Bucks in seven. Um, it, it probably could still end up that way. Uh, game six, the way Game five changed, as Ed, how you pointed out. Could really have this series over tonight, uh, especially with, with with Scott Foster not reffing. Uh, but um, yeah, tonight tonight is essentially a game seven for both teams. I think. I mean, uh, I feel like if Milwaukee doesn't close it out tonight, it's it's not not saying that they can't do it in Boston, but it's going to be a lot harder to do it in Boston. Um, and obviously, if Boston loses tonight, you know they go home. So. Essentially, you know, this is this is do or die in some ways for both teams. Um, as far as you know, like you know, who stepped up and things like that. Um, I think you you first got to start with Giannis. Um, going back to how it was one hundred and five to ninety nine with a minute and a half left in the game, and Giannis hits a three at the top of uh, kind of close to the top of the key. Um, I don't know if he hits that shot in that situation last year or two years from now. Mm-hmm. Um, the way his game has developed uh, has been phenomenal, how he's been able to add, you know, the more of the jump shot in his game. He, we, we've seen him add this, you know, over the over the last few years. Um, but I don't know if he would be comfortable hitting, hitting, like making that shot in a critical situation like we've seen him do this year. So, um that's that's you know one that's you know one huge thing as far as how Giannis has stepped up and how he's been able to develop his bag uh, kind of quote unquote. Um, and Drew Holiday, you know, we t- we talked about Drew Holiday being a a player to watch in this series. Um, for me, I mean, you have to rely on him defensively. He's 
he's, you know, your, your best defender, your best perimeter defender. And, you know, he's spending a lot of energy there guarding, you know, the likes of Tatum and Brown and, and, you know, just being able to just be a perimeter presence there. And you're also with, with Middleton now, you got to expect him to uh, be, be more, do more on offense. Uh, so that's, a, that's a lot. And, and you, we've seen him, you know, take a bunch of shots and have, and, you know, shoot a, shoot a bad percentage. And uh, even though he may score a lot, he's taking a lot of shots to get it. Um, so, uh, but defensively, like how he stepped up in game five, uh, you know, the, the steals that he had down the stretch, the one he had, uh, I don't know if it, it was, it looked like kind of off a rebound or he took, kind of took it away from smart and then kind of jumping out of bounds. He bounced it off smart uh, to kind of, to give Milwaukee possession. That was huge um, in, in those last few seconds there. Uh, so yeah, yeah, Drew Holiday has definitely stepped up, and and my guy Bobby Portis, the guy that I had as a player to watch, he had been terrible in Game Three and Four, but Game Five, fourteen points, fifteen rebounds, man, that's that's what that's what they needed, you know, uh, especially you know with the loss of Middleton, at least to help alleviate that. So um, those are those are my guys that stepped up, and uh, at least for Milwaukee. Uh, in this series, who you got a stepping up, Juju? Stepping up in this series, yeah. He, he didn't mention him. It's Mr. Portis. Mr. Portis, ball. I mean, Milwaukee thoroughly dominated Boston on the glass, uh, last game. And then that's the only matter of fact, if you look at the stats, that's the only category Milwaukee did better than Boston was the glass, other than three pointers. I think Milwaukee had a slightly better three pointer. Then Boston. But other than that, that was the biggest difference of game of game six was Bobby Porter's. You said he did terrible games three and four. I just you come from starting, you started the last three games of the Chicago Bulls series, then you started the first two games of this series here against Boston. To all of a sudden in games three and four, Coach Bud is asking you to come off the bench now. And now you gotta you gotta approach the game differently. I think that had a little part to do with it. Uh, I don't know why Coach Coach Bud thinks Grayson Allen should be starting over Bobby Porter's, but you know that's that's his decision. Decision. He's a he's a coach for a reason, I guess. Um, but other than that, Bobby Porter's uh he deserves thirty, almost borderline 30, 35 minutes a game. Him. He does it on both ends. He gives that extra energy, that boost. And you know the Milwaukee fans love him. They love him. But as I reiterated, I was looking at the Pistons series against New Jersey back in 2004. <laughs> and the Mr. Extender, you know, Scott Foster was the referee in game six <laughs> when Detroit played the New Jersey Nets. So I just why. seen he was the referee. <laughs> so that's oh, why y'all – that's why y'all y'all championship run started. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, I, I, I remember that game five, man, watching it on TNT. I triple, remember Chauncey, Chauncey Billups hit that three off the glass to force, <laughs> yeah. what was it, double overtime, yep. I think. Yep. Yeah, man, that, that was an entertaining game, man. I, I was rooting for the Nets, though. I, I was a, I was a de- <laughs> I, I think yeah, the Nets had Kenya Martin and uh, Richard Jefferson Richard at the Jefferson time, and Kerry and, Kittles, and, Terry and, Kittles, Kittles, and, and Lucius Harris. That's Lucius what I'm Harris, Collins, yeah. and the big man. Jason, yeah, man, I, I was a big fan of yeah. you know how they should have won a ring, man. They just they have, met Shaq and Tim Duncan. <laughs> did they yeah. have Nesterovich? What was the center name? Or Nanad? What was the center name? You talking about Nanad Christich? I think I think they they didn't have him that year. He ended up being on the team like the next year or the year after. I think I was going for Miami because Miami. I want I was going for New Jersey because I wanted uh, J Kid to get him one, but I like the way that uh, I like the way that Detroit played a lot because I remember I was just starting to do some stuff like some Rip Hamilton drills, like them running off ball screens. Yeah. This was like, but we talking about 04. Like I was like middle school days, like going into high school. Yep. Like oh four. Great. It was like that whole oh four, oh five. That's when we really started working on like some off ball stuff. Like and then you would watch videos of Rip Hamilton. And then I was watching like different clips of him where he was talking about how he trained. He was running like 10 miles a day. And then that's why in the games he never get tired. 
and he just keep running nonstop. And then the person guarding him is going to get tired because they're going to have to, they're not used to doing that. And they were like, in exactly. a game, he might run two and a half miles when well, he running 10 miles every day. He's like, there's nothing to me. We get in the game, I'm good. <laughs> he can do this all day long. But yeah, that, uh, so Scott Foster is the reason that the Pistons got the championship. I was, I was thinking it was because like Big Ben and then you got, uh, Chauncey Billups, Tayshawn Prince, uh, Darko Milicic. I was thinking they were the reasons that they won the championship, but it's really Scott Foster. But talking about people that stepped up, I'm going to say the person, and Julius touched on the one who I think stepped up, but now can he continue to do it? And that's Coach Bud. And like, stop overthinking. Like, I know in coaching, it's like you try to always make the right decision and you try to do something that the other team is not preparing for, but you don't need to overthink it. You got through that Chicago series with ease. Like, with ease, give Bobby minutes. And you then you look at the matchup, and now you overthink it to the point where I like Brooke Lopez. His shot's not falling in this series, and he's not finishing the little bunnies at the rim. I'm cool with you starting them, but when it's time like for crucial stretches of the game, he can't be in there. And then like if you got Bobby Porter switching out, I'd rather have Bobby Porter switching out on Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum with six seconds on the shot clock than Brooke Lopez or even Grayson Allen or George Hill. Because, like, if you look at the game, and I'm sure they'll do it tonight, anytime they get one of those small guards on them, they're going right mile. Even Connaughton. Connaughton is a better defender than George Hill and uh, Grayson Allen. But Tatum went by him and got a dunk with ease, too. So it's like you you just got to continue to play to your strength. You put Giannis out there. You get Bobby Porters, who's been a scoring threat, who brings the energy, who keeps the crowd involved. You got Drew Holiday who stepped up. And to me, I think Drew Holiday is a great defender. I think his the type of defense he plays has a bigger impact on the game than what Marcus Smart does. And Marcus Smart is a smart defender. He's always in the right spot. He knows how to play the game of basketball. He knows the gamemanship. He knows when to flop, how to flop, when to get the call based on how the game is being called. Like, if it's a bad call against Boston on one end, I guarantee you Marcus Smart is going to hit the ground on the next possession and get the ball back for his team. And that's just part of the game right now. But he does it almost better than anyone at this point. But, yeah, Coach Bud, I'm telling you right now, game six, you do not want to go to a game seven. Game six, you say – I'm going to a seven-man rotation with Giannis. Giannis, you got to play 42. You got to play 42. Drew, you got to play 40, but don't take no dumb shots. And then we going with uh, Bobby. Bobby, I need you to play at least 34, 35. I'm, I'm limiting the rotation, keeping those guys in. You want to sprinkle in a little Connaughton. Grayson Allen, mm, maybe not. It depends on how the shooting is going. Uh, You can continue in with, uh, I said, Brooke Lopez could stay in there. Uh, George Hill could get a couple minutes. Who who we missing? I'm missing somebody that get a couple minutes for him. Like on a wing. Get my guy Jordan Nora like two or three minutes here and there. That's a a good one. (laughs) (laughs) Nah, man. What are you talking about? Get my guy guy Nora some minutes. Not, Not today. <laughs> Not game six. Nah, maybe game one against Miami. He could go out there uh, when they put Gabe Vincent on the court. Well, yeah, when Milwaukee's tired, when they're tired from going seven with with Celtics, and they get their bus busted in game one against Miami. Yeah, like they need. Hey, Milwaukee, if you know what's good for you, handle business tonight. You got Miami waiting on you. They're a championship got- team. They, I, I, I expect them. To do what they do, they know what they got to do, do to get the job done today. Yeah, also, I got my eyes on the stars. Better step up today. That's Tatum and Brown. 
Yeah. Brown oh, yeah. to step up though, but Tatum, his my eyes been on him all series. He better step up today. Yeah. Yeah. It's 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 coming up to do or die time right here. But is there anybody before we close up on this series? Anybody who haven't stepped up to you? that you want to see more from as we get into the closing stages of this series? My player to watch for Boston was Grant Williams. Um, mm-hmm. I don't know if something happened to him game five but or game three and four. It wasn't that um, – after having, uh, you know, hitting, hitting the shots he did in game two uh, from three, uh, game three and four, he wasn't that good in Milwaukee. Game five went scoreless, hit, had a goose egg in game five. Um, so if Boston can get what they did out of game two out of Grant Williams, you'll see a game seven, especially, you know, going with Tatum and Brown. But yeah, that that's a guy that needs to do more, um, especially tonight. That's what uh, Julius and I was talking about him the other day. Like if he's doing the best guarding Giannis, why? I don't care if he's scoring or not, at least make Giannis work. It looked like Giannis done figured out the Al Horford code. I don't know. I don't know. They want to keep putting him up there one on one. Giannis yeah, Tice got no business code. in front of Giannis. Oh yeah, yeah. I don't know what name Tyson going. Yeah, that, that's why. That's why he only Tyson only averaging seven minutes this series so far, man. Like, and that's because Robert Williams. Williams the game. Hey, he, he don't even need to be on the team playing, man. <laughs> You gonna make him take a bus if he get up there? He hey, get up there. hey, 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 Daniel, Daniel, may you please fly commercial, please? <laughs> you want to be here? He can't even get on the team jet. <laughs> but today, you know, I, I do expect the big three from Boston to step up today. I think they're big gonna be three? ready today. I think they're gonna make this a game. You said uh, big three? Who the third? Horford, Smart. the veteran, oh, Horford? the veteran. Okay. The veteran, hey. he's, he's he's going to keep this team afloat. He's going to tell he's going to tell, tell them, don't worry about Game Five. Just focus on Game Six. He know he know he's a champion from Florida. He knows what to do. I, I'm about to say because I I've never seen Horford this turned up before. Yeah, never. Horford is ready. Horford knows this never. is probably the closest never. he's going to get to a ring in the yeah, NBA. Yeah, that's that's what I was thinking the other day because you know obviously he was a lot better in his earlier years, but mm-hmm. now he's realizing. That man, I've been in the league since 2006. Yep, I do not have that much time left. He the last one remaining from his college team, man. Yeah, yeah. Corey Brewer ain't in the league. Joking Noah. Yeah, like he he the only one. So I I I think he's I I feel like he's playing that way, and it it makes a lot of sense, man. Because yeah, like 16 years in the league and not much time left. This could be his but last one. He and and he came in the league as like a twenty-one year old too. So yeah. I think he's like thirty-seven now. Mm-hmm. Yep. The the way he plays though, he could play for quite a while longer, especially yeah. if he's on a team that has scoring options, where all he has to do is come in, play good team defense. Yeah. Be the be the fourth be the fourth option at the most. Yeah. Make the open shot when they get it. Be able to set good screens. Like he he's a smart player, so he he'll be able to continue playing. Like you guys said, this might be his closest champ to a championship. Because what I said on the last pod, if they can't get past Milwaukee, Boston's gonna have some decisions to make too. Exactly. Yeah. Oh yeah. One of, those young, one of those three young guys might not be back. Yeah. Just to try to mix it up. Yeah. But yeah. Okay. Now, as we close on this series, we're going to go out to the west side to a game seven that's coming up between the Phoenix Suns and the Dallas Mavericks. Dave, you can start on you can start on this series. Oh, man. So this series. Suns in four. <laughs> that's why you wanted me to start, man. My inaccurate, yep. my inaccurate first round prediction of the Suns and, and Pelicans, man. Oh man, I don't, I don't, I don't know. Like, actually, I, I said something for so what? It didn't happen. Let's move on. <laughs> <laughs> but, but hey, but this series is one of those series where I don't, I don't know. I, I, I can recall one in particular, but there's not too many series where 
you go seven games and each team is just, you know, just beating each other up at the during the home game. So Phoenix, Phoenix smacked Dallas games one and two. Uh, Dallas did the same for game three and four. Phoenix game five, Dallas game six. Man, um, usually when it goes this way, game seven is usually a beatdown. Um, and I, I, I feel like this will either go um, with Phoenix whooping Dallas or Luca being the best player that the best player that he is in this series that he's shown over these last six games that you know they can really pull something off down the stretch against Phoenix, especially if Chris Paul really hasn't shown up since game two. Um, you know, his, his stats from games three through six are, have not been the same. They've been a lot worse. I think he's, he's barely even getting 10 points, um, you know, in each of these games uh, since game two. So if you can get, if Chris Paul shows up like he did, um, you know, 14 to 14, 30 points, all, all that stuff. Um, yeah, this is going to be a beatdown. Uh, but if you can get, uh, you're gonna you're gonna get what you're gonna get out of Luca. You're gonna get you know the the walking triple double. But will Jalen Brunson come along with that? Will Reggie Bullock come along with that? Will Maxi Kleber come along? Will Spencer Dinwiddie can 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 he come along? I I mean, come on, Spencer. I mean. Can can you please join us for the playoffs, please? Uh, so, um, I I feel like situations like this where a series go like, you know, the home team is winning every game. The last the last one I remember, and you guys are probably gonna laugh at me about this. Um, first round, two thousand eight, Atlanta Hawks, Boston Celtics, Boston Celtics, one seed, Atlanta was an eight seed. Atlanta was a below five hundred team. And they took Boston to seven games. Yes. And Boston smacked Atlanta game one and two. Games one, two, and five smacked Atlanta. Games two, four, and six, Atlanta was able to pull out those games. Game seven, Atlanta lost by like 30-something. Almost. So, <laughs> boy, boy, I don't even think Atlanta Atlanta got to like 65 points <laughs> that day. It was, like, it was like 100 to 68 or something, something like that. But it was a beatdown. Game seven was a beatdown, so um, I don't know if Scott Foster <laughs> is gonna ref this game. Um, if 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 Scott Foster refs this game, it's not gonna be a Phoenix beatdown. Um, it'll be it'll be a close. I feel like it'll be a close game if he does it. But um, this this may be a career game for Luca. You know, uh, if, he, if he's able to advance to the conference finals for the first time against the number one seed, man, that's that's huge you know, for his, his growing legacy. So I really can't, can't call it, but man, like, I I don't like, I, I, I think I had sons in five. That's obviously not going to happen. Um, I'm going to just go with Phoenix in seven, uh, you know, just go with the, the better team. But, you know, as far as who needs to step up more, please Spencer Dinwiddie, please. <laughs> if you, if you're, if you're somehow listening, please, <laughs> Please, the the playoffs started like April, mid April. Come on, come on! Like you're averaging only like ten points in this playoffs. You got people calling you Din Wendy, Wendy's barely providing a a four for four for them. You can't even get four points. <laughs> Please, Spencer, crypto Spence. Please show up. Put the Bitcoin, put the Bitcoin training down, and show up for the playoffs. Please, that's who needs to step up. I agree with you, Dave. I agree with you. And before uh, one and fourteen is how I'm gonna start it off. One and fourteen would be Chris Paul's record with Scott Foster refereeing tomorrow. As before the series started, I had Phoenix in seven, uh, and I still think it's gonna be Phoenix seven. I do think it's gonna be a Phoenix beat down. It's just when Scott Foster is refereeing tomorrow. Scott Foster calls a lot of fouls. Uh, He's averaging with almost 40, 45 free throws a game whenever he's refereeing, and I think it's going to be the same thing tomorrow. But role teams, man, you need your role, – role, role players do not show up on the road, and Luka's not going to have those role players with him in tomorrow in game seven. I think Phoenix is going to show why they uh, were in the NBA Finals last year. 
by beating down Dallas and getting ready for Golden State in the Western Conference Finals. Whoa, whoa, whoa. You're jumping ahead now. Jumping ahead. <laughs> Phoenix but, and seven. Chris Paul going one to 14. But I think uh, game seven, my rule for game seven is I always pick the best player in the series. And that would be Luka Doncic. So now, if Luka doesn't get any help, I expect Luka to go for 50. Luka has to do everything he can. Like, because if you look at it, all these teams got at least two players they can count on. You got Steph and Clay. If you want to throw in Jordan Poole, you know, Draymond's there. In Memphis, you know, you're supposed to have Ja, Desmond Bain, Jaron Jackson, and Milwaukee. I know Chris Middleton's hurt, but you still got Giannis and Drew. In Boston, you got Jalen Brown, Jason Tatum. Miami got Jimmy Butler and Bam Adebayo. And then in Dallas, you got Luka and <laughs> Jason Kidd. Hey, Jay, Jay, yeah, Jalen Brunson. He got Hopefully. no Robin with him. <laughs> he, like, you asking Jalen Brunson, who's been coming off the bench his whole career until this year, to be his his number two? And he had a great year this year, but he's also in a contract year, so he had the ball out to get paid this summer. And now Dinwiddie, he was popping off in the first round. Now he's gotten a little quiet. He must have been looking at some NFTs that's got his mind not focused on the game. I don't know, but to each his own. But, like, yeah, game seven, Luka's been doing pretty good. He's got to get his shot going, going in more consistently. But he's still averaging over 30 for the series, which is good. I like that he's not backing down from the little back and forth that he's got going on with Devin Booker uh, because that's I think I think something's going something's going to happen. It's building up to a point. Maybe they got to see each other after the playoffs to see what's going on. See if they got to uh, get in a little fist of cuffs and see if they got to see if they can come to a mutual agreement. You, you know what was funny after game five? Um, I believe it. Yeah, it was after game five. Um, you know, it, the, the game was already out of hand in the fourth quarter. Uh, you know, the the third team, the third the third stringers were in and there was a there was there was some there was some uh some fisticuffs about to happen between Biombo and uh Marquise Chris. Uh <laughs> don't don't ask me why I know these names. <laughs> but but I mean they were they were about to go to the back of the tunnel to uh to scrap. And I'm yep. like, man, I know I know these bench warmers ain't about this ain't about to scrap. I know they I know they not, bro. Come on, come on, y'all. It's Chris, know, he's Chris used to be my guy. I, I I thought he was gonna be better than what he was coming out of college. Yeah. yeah. He oh, yeah. came out of he came out of Washington with DeJounte Murray. Yeah. Yeah, man. That 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 was crazy, but man, like I don't even know, I don't even know why Booker was making fun of Luca. Uh, about how he, you know, acting hurt when he, when he get fouled or whatever. I don't know what what that was about. And I saw uh, Luca call him some names I won't say on here. Uh, but uh, but uh, but yeah, that's that's gonna be that's gonna be something to watch, man. Um, these two teams, I didn't really know they hated each other like that. I know Book and Luca have a have a thing going on. So yeah, um, the theatrics will be in place. On Sunday, we got uh, so we gonna go this game seven, and so we gonna go through a quick. Who y'all got winning game seven? I got Dallas, Phoenix, one and fourteen. Chris Paul, I, th- I think Phoenix takes it. Okay, all right, let's go. Now this is the the series that's getting a lot of pub going on, a lot of talking back and forth between the two teams, which I like it. Neither team backing down. Like, there's a lot of talking going back and forth, a lot of tricks being whooped. Uh, we got Golden State versus Memphis. So, uh... Whoop Juju. that trick! Whoop that trick! Juju, you can get it started. What you, uh... How you see this series shaking out? Again, this is without job. The same job ja Morant that you guys ja. said. The same uh, job ja Morant that you guys said didn't need to be on the team. Because Memphis is better without him, and that 
That's why he shouldn't get MVP. That's why Derrick Rose is better than him right now. Uh, I mean, I don't know. What a, matter of fact, both of y'all, both of y'all can jump in. What do you, what do y'all got to say about this Memphis team without John Morant? <laughs> Memphis, oh, this Memphis team without John Morant is probably a top three defensive team in the NBA. These boys are scrapping on the defensive okay. end. They have yeah. calls what they. 20, 25. Now, with or without John, I don't think they're going to beat Golden State. Nah. <laughs> let's let's make that, let's make that very clear. Julius, Julius, make that very clear for the people. Make that <laughs> very clear. I want. I, I don't want no words minced in this. Without <laughs> exactly. John Morant, the Memphis Grizzlies cannot win this series. Ed, drop John the audio Morant, from the last pod from David and Julius. All right. <laughs> Now, nah, but no, uh, this no, series no. over today, man. This series is over today. Golden State is liable to beat the brakes off. Y'all thought Memphis beat them by almost fifty two days ago. I, I, I'm I'm scared for what Golden State is about to do to these boys today. This this is is going to be ugly. You Memphis, remember last time they was in Golden State, uh, game four. Memphis mm-hmm. really Memphis and Golden State both played terrible. I think halftime scores like forty to 40, 40 something, forty something, very low scoring. Memphis could have stole game four. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. There was up late, like a minute left till Steph Curry hit the free throws to take the lead. But Memphis did not play well at all in Golden State in game four. I don't think Memphis – I think it's going to be the same Memphis team doesn't play well offensively. But I think Golden State is going to hit their shots. I think it's going to be over early tonight. Yeah, and, and to your point about game four, um, Memphis was playing really well, locking in defensively through the first three quarters. Yep. And then Golden State score, outscored them 39-29 to 29 in the fourth quarter. Um, and especially even like those last 20 seconds, uh, you saw, again, that playoff immaturity. Why in the world is Jaron Jackson Jr. just pulling up for an awkward three with – I think 15 seconds left or something yeah. like that. I don't know. That reminded me. You, you know what that reminded me of in that round one against Memphis when Cat pulled up from like 30. Yeah. Y'all remember that? Cat pulled up yeah. from like 32. <laughs> like, yo, what is going on? What, what are you That's on? Crazy. Like, yeah. what are you on right now, man? Get in your offense. You have time. You have time. You have time to even get a two and foul. Like, come on, man. But, yo, like. Yo, but this series, I, I love the back and forth. Um, man, it's it's been a lot of, you know, jokes about the broke breaking the code and whoop that trick and all this stuff, man. Like, yeah, it's 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 been wild. Um uh I kind of like and dislike, you know, Dylan Brooks kind of, you know, coming and say, Hey man, this the playoffs. I was going for the ball and Saying, "Hey, man, I ain't, I ain't reach out to GP two about whether you're okay or not. I mean, you can take that how you will. It's I guess it's the playoffs. That's to each his own how they feel about that. But man, um, as far as you know, who needs to step up, especially without John Morant, um, your best two players uh, right now are, are Desmond Bain and uh, Jaron Jackson Jr." Uh, hopefully we can get some more out of Dylan Brooks. Uh, you know, he was, I think, what, five of 19 in game four and then five of 13 game five. I mean, obviously it didn't matter. They busted him up by 50 something. Man, that was embarrassing. That, that game five, I saw it was 54 point lead. Man, that was, that was crazy. Um, but I still, but like, you, the only reason I, I, I didn't turn the TV off because the crowd was so lit. So, yeah, man, I, I don't think that's going to happen in game six. I think Golden State, if they know what's good for them, you end this series and not and not have a game seven. If you know Golden State, if you know what's good for you, do not keep giving Memphis confidence. And So you're saying that without John Morant, that if Memphis win game six, then they win in game seven too. Okay, look, Dave, I look, got you. Look. I got you. So you got I, I'd, say, I'd say, look, because – if you're playing these like, you know, these extra games that you don't really need to, if you can handle business and you're clearly the better team, the more talented team, the team with more playoff experience, you don't want something to happen where 
uh, such and such has a has a knickknack injury. Um, so, such and such gets suspended. Um, a la the 2016 finals, Draymond gets suspended for a critical game game five the next the next um, the next game. So you don't want these things to happen. So when you have when you're able to handle business and you're clearly the better team, you hand you do your work. You don't play with your food, as Giannis said last year in the playoffs. Man, you don't play with your food. So you you stop guys like Desmond Bain from having 21 like he did in Game Five. You limit Jaron Jackson Jr. Um, you keep Dylan Brooks from shooting bad percentages and forcing him to um, just run him around on defense and 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 just ha- have him lack energy on offense. You gotta you gotta be able to do these things. You gotta bring back the pool party. You gotta bring back the bottles and models for the pool party. It's Friday night. <laughs> It's Friday night. You gotta you gotta bring back the pool party. Friday so <laughs> yeah, yeah. So I mean, obviously, um, and and going back to Ed, what you said about you know each each team uh, other than Dallas has like someone that they can rely on. I mean, um, you know, I mean, obviously, I mean, without even without John Morant, they still got guys that can, they can rely on in Jaron Jackson Jr. and um, either Desmond Bain or or hopefully Dylan Brooks or even like Steven Adams, who's like emerged in this series. Um, every team has that. It's like, it's like going to the club with your wingman and Luca doesn't have a wingman. He's shooting the shot by himself and he's doing well doing it, but everybody else is having better success. So um, yeah, obviously, I mean, the guys I, that I mentioned need to need to keep stepping up. Uh, Desmond Bain, he, he showed, he showed a little something in game five. Maybe he'll do it, do it again tonight in game six. Um, I need Jaron Jackson to play a little bit more controlled, not get in foul trouble, um, be there for his team because you're now you're you're the guy now without without Ja. So and then Golden State, you look the death lineup. I'm looking at the whole death lineup. That death lineup got shut down in Game Five. You got you you gotta you gotta be who you are, um, and show up and, and hit shots and be able to you know be able to create space off of the shots and. Um, and you know, my guy to watch was Clay Thompson. This is game six. We call him game six. Clay. This is, these are, these are moments that he's, that he's made for. So these are guys that need to step up tonight. And I'm a, uh, I need to take back what I said, uh, way back in May, 2021 last year, I had tweeted and said something so foolish as Dylan Brooks is a top five, two way guard in the NBA. I just want to take that. I was somebody brought that up to me last night, as a matter of fact, That's and reminded me that I had said something as foolish as that. And I did say it because I tweeted it back on May the 19th. And oh, yeah, he, 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 almost he, one year to your credit. To your credit, <laughs> he was playing like that though. Who for the injury? He was playing like that. Let's get ready to move on. Okay. So uh in the series. I'm gonna say that I got Golden State in six, and if they play whoop that trick like we talked about, I think that was before the pod. If Golden State plays whoop that trick in the in the arena while they whooping up on Memphis, man, that might be something. That might be one of the most memorable moments in NBA history. Who y'all got in the series? Oh, Warriors end this tonight. Games end. Warriors hold on, hold on. No, no. Dave, you just sat there and talked about Memphis for 30 minutes. And then you're going to say the Warriors going to win tonight. <laughs> they will. They will, man. Warriors okay. Warriors will win tonight. That's who I got. I'm sticking okay. with – I had Warriors in six. Remember, my pick was Warriors in six. I'm going to stick with that. I'm, yeah. The stars are aligning for me to be Warriors in six. You look, we, yeah. we in the Bay Area. It's the pool party. Clay, big game six. Clay, we gonna we gonna. I think I feel like those guys are gonna show up tonight. I agree. I don't even know. Uh, Memphis made this series interesting. They wasted a lot of gas flying to Golden State today. I don't. They should have just stayed home because they liable to get blown out tonight. I got Golden State easy. The, the only the only thing clean about tonight is gonna be the ice that John Moran has on his neck. That's the, that's the only thing that's gonna be clean. 
Yeah. But all right. Appreciate everybody tuning in. This has been episode three of the Give and Go podcast. Go look us up everywhere podcasts are found. Spotify, Apple Music, Google Play. Uh, look us up, Stitcher, the whole nine yards. Uh, don't forget to follow us on social media. Follow me at FreshPrince underscore 252. Follow Julius at JujuBeans underscore 12. And follow Dave at Dr. Esquire Dave on all social media. Appreciate y'all tuning in. And we'll get back with y'all next time. Take it easy. Be blessed. Yes, sir.